Welcome to the Wedding of Distinction podcast, a program for the unique bride and groom. The Wedding of Distinction is a concept, a concept where brides and grooms want something better, not just your average wedding. We have the tools to make that happen. Now, here's your host, Mike Fernino. Hi, everybody. I'm Mike. Welcome to the Wedding of Distinction podcast. We are now on iHeartRadio. We're ubiquitous. We're everywhere. Please like and subscribe to the program. In today's extremely busy world of planning weddings, a bride and groom don't always have the time to dedicate into every small intricacy of organizing a wedding reception. When do I send out my wedding invitations? Well, what vendors are great to work with and how do I find them? How do I coordinate the wedding reception? And how do I know what the timing of my event will be? When will this happen and when will that happen? These are all very legitimate questions that couples face and have to deal with. Some people are more than happy to ask around, Google it or just wing it. Planning a wedding can be very stressful, and if you don't have any help, it can be very stressful. Enter the wedding coordinator. Wedding coordinators offer a variety of services and can be as simplistic as a day of planner or as hands-on as a full-blown coordination service starting from the day after your engagement. Today in the podcast, I have the supreme pleasure of speaking with Victoria Warren from Everlasting Affairs. She is a professional wedding coordinator handling every aspect of wedding organization for the modern bride and groom. My company, Music in Motion, has been referred out by Victoria on many occasions, and we love working with her. She was kind enough to give me some time today to discuss exactly what a wedding coordinator does and what impact they have on your wedding planning experience. Don't you worry, never fear, the wedding coordinator, Victoria, is here today on the Wedding of Distinction podcast. Hi, everybody. I have Victoria Warren from Everlasting Affairs on the Zoom line. Victoria, hello. Hello, Mike. I'm glad you had some time for me today because uh, your role is very important, and I wanted to highlight that. But before we get into the traditional elements of things, Let's just get current right now. Today's April 27th, year 2020. We are currently in the middle of a global pandemic and uh, everyone is sheltering in place and we have all these weddings for 2020. Yes. So <laughs> what, what are you advising your brides and grooms right now to do? Absolutely. So great question. Um, right now, I'm really trying to let them know to hunker down and, and wait it out. Um, if Obviously, if they have weddings in April, May, or June, we're definitely advising at this point. I don't think it's realistic that it will be up and running and everything will be up and running to have a normal 150-person wedding. Um, but as far as beyond June, you know, I'm definitely encouraging them to stay positive. Things are looking good as far as, you know, our specific state goes here in Connecticut. And, you know, it's very hard to make that decision right now. Um, we have had some of our September and October brides reach out, just wondering if it's something they should consider. And I keep going back to no, let's wait it out. Um, I've talked to a couple of their coordinators um, in the industry here in Connecticut specifically and kind of gotten their perspective on how they're doing things as well to see if we are being consistent across the board. And we definitely agree, wait at least six weeks um, before you make any kind of decisions because between now and the beginning of June and between now and even the beginning of July, that's a long ways away and a lot can change. Um, we've seen how rapidly things have changed in the last month and a half. And now they're starting to look like, okay, we're, we're getting past this. We're getting past that peak time. 
uh, what is reopening going to look like? And until we know what that is going to look like as a whole timeline wise, um, when are they going to say it's okay to have larger groups? When are they going to say it's okay to have venues open? Things like that. We really can't make an educated decision on um, let's move forward or let's postpone. And we would hate for our couples to say, okay, let's postpone because we're worried now. And three weeks from now, have it be a complete 180 where they're like, okay, things are getting better. We're going to open this up. And by mid-June, they're like, we can have weddings now. And then they've missed out on, on the date that they, they intended and really wanted to get married. So we're hoping that they can, you know, heed our advice and take the time they need, especially anything past late June, um, to see how things unfold in the next couple weeks. Okay, so what is your vision of when we get back to normalcy? Are we going to have normalcy? Well, how do you see weddings kind of uh, when we reopen up? What, what do you see happening with some, some of the, uh, the different changes and, and uh, rules and guidelines that they're going to probably put into place? So I think um, as far as size of weddings, it's definitely going to downsize a lot more than we're used to. You know, we, we think of an average wedding these days being anywhere between 125 and 200 people, and that's a norm. I think that's definitely going to change drastically um at least in the beginning to bringing it down to being like 75 guests is the norm because people aren't necessarily going to want to hop on a plane um and i think the other part of it is you're going to see a lot more at the weddings where it's not as interactive people to people um so like you're not going to see a lot of hugging more so conversating you're not going to see a lot of touching and things like that um which you know, it's it's sad to say that because obviously at a wedding, like you want to hug everybody and you want things to be all happy and, and joyous. But I think at the end of the day, um, until this is fully blown over and we have gotten back to our norm, whatever that will be or what, whenever that will look like, um, people are going to be a lot more cautious about who they touch, who they hug, who they come in contact with. Um, and, and you're definitely going to see that little bit of worry in a wedding day. Um, not necessarily are my flowers going to come in, but, you know, will all my guests get sick? And that's something that, you know, it sucks to say. And, and we hope that our, our couples and our, especially our brides will have the ease of knowing once we are allowed to do these things that precautions have been taken um, by either the venue or by the caterers or, you know, by the, the guests themselves. Obviously, if, if you're sick and you're not feeling good, don't come to the wedding. Um, but I think it's definitely going to be a lot more cautious. Um, and we're not going to see the normal large weddings that we have grown accustomed to and guests aren't going to want to travel as much until, until the entire country has a set of ease. It's going to be interesting. I can say that. But yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go back to a simpler time, uh, pre COVID-19 and let's, let's talk about the role of a wedding coordinator, um, wedding planner. So what is the role of a wedding coordinator planner? What, Obviously, you, um, know, you know exactly what you do. What do you do, Victoria? <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, obviously, before the wedding day, it's all of the planning. Um, we reach out to all the vendors, depending on what type of package a couple decides to go with with us. It can be anywhere from they pick a vendor, we pull the contracts, we you know have the vendor contacting, and then they contact through us. Um, or it can be, you know, where it's a day of scenario where you've done all the work, we come in um, and we implement everything. And I think one of the things for us is 
being somebody that can play different roles, wear different hats, um, I've had to help be a florist. I've had to be a bartender. I've had to be a caterer. I've had to wear several different hats on wedding day. I don't go into it just as, okay, my job is to coordinate the day and, and, and plan the day and make sure things go well. It's where can I help? How can we help? Um, so that way the couple is, is really enjoying their day start to finish. And that starts with the planning process itself. You know, it's, it's not easy for a bride to go out and reach out to 20 different photographers and not feel overwhelmed. So we try to give it them the information they need, helping them in knowing what they want from that vendor um, and providing it to them in a way where they're not getting over overwhelmed. They're not getting a jillion one emails and follow-ups. They're more so getting here are your options, which one best suits you and then moving forward from there, um, which we've found is a godsend um, for a lot of the couples that, that work with us. Let's talk um, day of coordinator versus a full-blown coordination that starts from the very beginning, right after the engagement. Uh, could you define mm -hmm. the difference between when you're brought in just for the day of versus working with a couple from the very beginning? Absolutely. So working from, from the very beginning, working with a couple is one of my favorite things because it allows us to have a lot of open communication about decor about overall vision about how pieces go together um, about how bizarre ideas can come to light um, if they are feasible if they aren't feasible and they really allow us to help navigate the creative process throughout enders that mesh together mesh with the couple um, and and overall honestly tend to run a lot more smoothly on day of because we've been in it from day one. Um, whereas on day of, you know, when a couple comes to us with wanting a day of package, it can be anywhere between a month before the wedding, or it could even be two years before the wedding. Um, obviously, those couples that come longer out, we have a lot more time to get to know. And, and that's where we tend to do things a little bit differently is I don't start my day of contracts um, 30 days before the wedding. We start when they sign on with us. So we are there as an advisor to them throughout the planning process. We're not hands-on. We're not doing the planning for them, uh, but they can ask questions. They can ask for recommendations. They can have second set of eyes on contracts and things like that, um, which enables us to understand how they've planned everything. Um, we do a site visit. We walk through the day. We put together um, their timeline and event documents, send that out to the vendors, and then we implement on day of. Um, and uh, a lot of times, as I said, you know, it goes a lot more smoothly when we're there from the very beginning and we're helping with everything, but we improvise, you know, we go with it. And no matter what on day of, they're going to go, or they're not going to know if something goes wrong unless it's catastrophic. All right. Now, speaking of, you set me up perfectly for my next question, things going wrong. <laughs> what are some of the pitfalls that couples face when planning a wedding all on their own? Um, I will. We'll say our track record for weddings that we've had a hand in, whether it's full planning or vendor partial planning, almost have little to no issues on day of. Again, because we're in it from the beginning. However, our day of um, couples, they're wonderful, but there's some things that throughout the process, they might not think to ask, which us in the industry know to ask. So. We've had, you know, the flowers not be right. We've had bartenders not show up. We've had caterers cancel the night before. We've had um, sewage pipes burst under a tent. We've had just about everything you could imagine go wrong. Um, 
that you can't plan for. You're in that moment and you're like, uh, okay, how do we fix this? Um, and obviously we come up with a plan and, and they either have no idea that it happened or we say, hey, this is, this is our plan of attack. We're fixing it. Don't worry. Um, and they go on with the night as if nothing ever happened. But it's definitely got its challenges. <laughs> right. Now today, uh, more and more couples are having, having wedding receptions and even ceremonies at their homes or their parents' homes mm -hmm. or at a barn. I, I, that's a very popular uh, option right now. Personally, my opinion is that if you're going to have a wedding at your home, you even the need for a coordinator is even greater than if you're having it at oh, a yeah. at a venue. So, talk a little bit about the the home uh, backyard wedding reception. So it's completely different um, than an all inclusive venue. And and when I say all inclusive, I mean a venue that has a caterer, that has staffing, that knows what they're doing, has a set place. Um, when you're doing it in a home, there's a lot more you need to look for. Have you called call before you dig? Never tent an area without doing call before you dig. Um, because that flags where, you know, the sewage pipes are, the water pipes are, any electrical wires underground. Um, having to bring in restrooms. A lot of times we'll get the, oh, well, can't they use the house bathrooms? And I'm like that, trust me, you don't want that. Spend me a little bit extra get porta potties <laughs> even if they're regular you know porta potties versus a, a super nice luxury trailer um it's bringing in a caterer that is full service that's not going to come in and serve the food and then leave because realistically your guests aren't going to be throwing away their beer bottles or or drink cans they're going to be left for you to clean up and we hate to see that happen um it, it's definitely a very 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 different environment and I know a lot of people are, go towards that route because it could save money and yes you're not paying for a venue but there's the rentals that add up depending on how many guests you're having in the rentals that you choose there's the caterer there's you know if the caterer isn't full service there's hiring staff and bartenders to come in when the caterer isn't there to make sure everything stays clean you know, there's the restrooms, there's the liability insurance. You always need to get liability insurance if you're having it at your home um, to cover the, the homeowner and to cover you if somebody ends up driving drunk. Like, there's a lot more pieces that go into it with a backyard wedding that you don't have if you're, say, going to a venue like the Barnes at Wesleyan Hills, where it's a venue catering and full service all right there. You obviously know know your stuff. Uh, I would imagine that many of the things that you have learned have been from experiences that you've had. So, yes. My my final question would be uh, the nerves of the bride and the groom, in particular <laughs> the bride. How does having a coordinator in a hand holding uh, operation uh, really make a big difference on the wedding day for that uh, that bride? It it's the biggest difference you, you could ever see. 99% um, of our couples that have hired us for day of have come up to me and said, I could not have done this without you. You were by far the best investment we made for this entire wedding. And the reason being is I don't let them worry about a thing. Um, waiting in line for a drink does not happen. You want a drink, you just let us know. Um, granted, we check in enough to say, oh, you're empty, let me refill you. Um, they make, you know, we make sure they sit and eat. I know one of the things that I never really got to experience at my own wedding was my husband and I never ate the food. 
and it's like you're paying all this money sit down and enjoy your you know your filet or or your salmon um and we really take all the stress anytime i go in you know i always check on the bride first thing in the morning and i let her know i'm here i've got you call me text me whatever you need i am all yours um and we let that shine through if, if they have hesitancies or are worried about the decor getting set up listen i'll send you pictures so that way you know it's getting set up the right way um if during photos you can see they're getting a little stressed out because there's a lot of moving parts and people don't get along or people aren't listening i don't mind raising my voice to get people in line um because at the end of the day i want them to enjoy their cocktail hour if they can i want them to enjoy the pictures i want them to enjoy the moments we always try to pull them aside for a couple minutes and let them have a minute to themselves we bring them their food during cocktail hour um, that way they can enjoy everything they plan for and everything that they need to set up like escort cards or guest book or little signs or you know the littlest decor elements such as like champagne their custom champagne flutes you know they give those to us at the rehearsal we set it up and one of the things that a lot of brides worry about at the end of the night is i can't just go home i have to stop and i have to now pack up everything that i just brought in that's not the case. We ask them for their car keys and come the end of the night, they get their car keys back and they just leave. Um, so it's really a stress-free experience from start of the day to end of the day. And we make sure that they know we are here if you need anything. Um, and it's it shines through in, in everything we do. And, and I've watched Victoria work at, at several weddings that we've done and how hard <laughs> she does work for the bride and groom satisfaction of the day. How can the listeners, of course, uh, our Wedding of Distinction podcast is based out of the Connecticut region. I just say that because uh, it is a beneficial program and hopefully it will be carried all over the country. But for our little, <laughs> our little region of the world, how can couples interested in your services and getting more information, how can they find you? Absolutely. So they can go to our website, which is everlastingaffairs.com and the affairs is plural. Um, check us out on Facebook. We're on The Knot. We're on Wedding Wire. Um, we're on Google. Um, Call us, email us, you can text me, that's fine too. Whatever, whatever works best for you. We try to make ourselves as available and as easily as easy to get a hold of as we possibly can. That's right. Or just call me and I will get you in contact with her. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Victoria Warren. That sounds good. <laughs> I, I thank you. I thank you so very much. I hope uh, you stay uh, safe and uh, healthy through this whole ridiculous situation. And uh, we will get out and party again. Thank you so much, Mike. You as well. The Wedding of Distinction podcast is a production of Music in Motion Entertainment. All rights reserved. Any unauthorized publication of this program is strictly prohibited. For the Wedding of Distinction podcast, I'm Mike Vincent. Happy wedding planning, everybody. Come on, let's get it.